nobody's going to come and give you the gift of success. I think I honestly believe that the corporate dream is over. And I think we're at the bud of an entrepreneurial bloom and or boom whatever the right word is there. And I think we do have to become the masters of our own destiny, the architects of our own success. Nobody's going to do that for you. Nobody's going to come and give you this on a silver platter. We have to take it. So go out there and take it. Welcome to Star of the Doubts. I'm your host, Jared Easley. Our co-host today is none other than Shay Harms from thewebsiteacademy.com and slendersafari.com and thewaterskierpodcast.com. And I don't know, Shay, how many websites do you have? Now? Don't answer that. Hey, Shay, it's great to have you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jared. I'm really glad to be here. <laughs> I'm messing with Shay. Shay is at thewebsiteacademy.com, but she has had other sites in the past. But anyway, yeah, it's great to have you, Shay. But of course, today, we're really focused on the man. The guest today is Ellery Wells, and Ellery is the empowered man behind the leadership blog, elleriewells.com, and host of the Empowered Podcast, which is a personal favorite. He seeks to equip leaders with the right leadership mindset, as well as help them discover new ways to empower their teams. Through these platforms, he shares his expertise on topics which focus on leadership, personal development and personal branding. From being a full-time employee to a full-time entrepreneur, Ellery is passionate about tapping into the much greater potential of leaders just waiting to be unleashed. Ellery, Shay, and I are ready to be empowered. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Jared. I'm honored to be here. Man, this is a long time coming, my friend. So thank you for saying yes. And what is the best concert that you have ever been to? You know, I have been thinking about how I would answer this question for, I don't know, almost a year since I started listening to your show. And I honestly think I would have to buck the trend if it's allowed to not answer this question. I don't really like concerts. I like putting on some headphones or sitting in my office and turning up, you know, some David Lands on the piano or Paul Cardall on the piano or maybe some mm. David Gray. Just turning it up loud and going to work that way. Can I avoid the question? Going loud and proud. And I love that you <laughs> blog about leadership and then you avoid the uh, responsibility of the question. So yeah, <laughs> great <perfect>. job. Yeah. <laughs> Shay stopped judging yesterday, so you're safe. So. Good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Let's roll into blank versus blank. Of course, you know how this works, Ellery. We'll give you a couple options, and if you'd be willing to choose one, Shay, would you kick us off, please? Gladly. Okay, Ellery, would you rather see David Lance and Walter Gray perform or play golf? Play golf. <laughs> <laughs> so much Great for the answer. headphones with David Gray or David Lance. But see, <laughs> you can pause those things, and you can come back to them, or you could listen to them while you're playing golf. But again, seeing them perform, it just gets really loud and their speakers, you know, big speakers and a bunch of other people. I'd rather have a quiet glass of wine on the back porch instead of all of that. And given those two options, I would definitely choose play golf, but I'm terrible at golf. <laughs> just a little bit of context, though, for the listeners. You live in Austin, Texas. And that's a huge music city. So it's interesting to hear yes. you answer that that way. All right. Next blank versus blank at Empowered Ellery versus at Ellery Wells. You are definitely uh, on top of the most current of events at Ellery Wells on Twitter. Nice. We're going to get into that more in a little bit. <laughs> okay, I don't know if Ellery, I need to expand so... on that answer or not. So. <laughs> <laughs> and here, Jared gives me a hard time for having too many names. <laughs> oh, the the okay. podcast is not over yet, Shay. So. <laughs> Virtual assistant versus perhaps I can persuade my spouse to do it. Oh, 
that's a good question, and I know why you asked that question. I personally have never had a virtual assistant. I see the value that they bring to the table, and just because of my financial, not perspective, but I guess my financial beliefs, I want my business at this stage to really pay for itself. And the amount of money for me that it would cost to get a virtual assistant, I'll stay up later, I'll get up earlier, I'll figure out how to do it, or to specifically the question, I have my wife Ashley help me edit my podcast. But however, one of the coolest things about having her do that is she gets to hear that information you know, while she's listening to the show instead of having to, you know, plug it into her car or something like that. But it has really allowed her and I to really feel like a team going through this process. It's not me going up to my office, closing the door and writing a blog post or doing a podcast and her completely left out of it, where if I had a virtual assistant, it might be that way. But having Ashley do the editing part of my podcast, she also does part of the blog posts that go along with them. So she's a part of my team instead of, you know, a bystander that, you know, just kind of, oh, hey, by the way, I put out a new podcast today. She actually is a part of the process and from the beginning to the very end. And I really enjoy that. Well, Shay and I were fortunate to meet your wife at NMX and you married well. And it's really encouraging to hear you be honest and just say, hey, I'm thankful that my spouse is my teammate and she's helping me, you know, make this happen. And dude, that's cool. So I think that resonates with listeners. You know, some people are probably sitting there thinking, man, I wish my spouse was more involved. So it's really nice to hear that. I was going to say, it's a topic that I'm fairly passionate about. I know I wouldn't be able to do what I do without that support system from her. And I know there are a lot of podcasters, bloggers, you know, people trying to do online business and their spouses don't care. They're very disinterested. I think that's a very unfortunate situation to be in. And I definitely feel very lucky to have the support and the participation and interest uh, that I have. So, Sure. Let's do finish this sentence, Ellery. My favorite thing about the smell of HTML in the morning is... <laughs> that it smells like coffee. <laughs> no, HTML, of course, has no smell. I don't know how to answer that question. <laughs> it's just one of those things that popped into my head. I don't even know if I've seen... Oh, what was that movie that it's a weird quote from with um, Robin Williams? Uh, you know probably the Good Morning Vietnam, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> And uh, that just came to my head, and I put it out there on Facebook. So I have, <laughs> yeah, I, have I was no wondering. I was like, smell of HTML. <laughs> maybe maybe that should be your first. That should be a product launch, Ellery. You know, HTML for men. <laughs> Only if I can get the old Spice guy to do it. Oh yeah, good. Call. Or the guy from the Dollar Shave Club. One of those two would be a success. <laughs> Ellery, the main thing that everyone should know about Mastermind Weekend is... Matt, I'm definitely going to do some in the future. So after this podcast airs, there will definitely be another one. But first off, everyone needs a mastermind. Nothing great has ever been achieved by a single person acting alone. And you need a team of people around you to help you do that. Masterminds, for people who may not know, it's just a group of people getting together for the purpose of benefiting everyone in the group. I wanted to take that just a concentrated Q&A feedback session, you know, developing your business ideas and put that into a fun setting. And this first one happens to be a camping trip. So I guess to answer the question, what is the question say? What is the one thing or something? (laughs) The the main thing. Yeah, the main thing. Everyone should know about it. It's going to be awesome. 
There you go. <laughs> so just tune. <laughs> there you go. The, the main thing, and tune into mmweekend.com for all of the future Mastermind Weekends that I'll be putting together. Sweet. Duly noted. Show notes. All right, Ellery, <laughs> you previously were using the brand of empowering the 80%, and then you recently mm-hmm. switched to branding to your name, Ellery Wells. Tell us about who you're trying to empower or who you're trying to reach and how you plan on helping those listeners, those readers, so on and so forth. Whenever my brand was empowering the 80%, which is also where Empowered Ellery came from, I had an idea way back when where anyone who on my team had the word empowered before their name on Twitter, I didn't really do much with that. So the idea behind empowering other people is to really give them the tools that they need to succeed in the belief in themselves that, hey, I can do this. Whatever fill in the blank this is, I want to be able to help you do that. And part of the 80% was tied into the Pareto principle or the 80-20 rule. John Maxwell's talked about it. Most people aren't strangers to the idea. But the idea was that, you know, your top 20% of your team does 80% of the work or the top 20% of your customer base gives you 80% of your business. But I looked at it and I said, well, 80% of your customers or your team, that's a huge percentage. And what if you could move the needle just a little bit for that 80% of whether it's your team, customers, business, whatever it is. I mean, you can make a significant impact on your business if you're able to improve that 80%, even just a little bit. And that was the goal there to help people with their careers. And I'm kind of transitioning into people, you know, help people do something that's outside of the norm of what they're used to. And I think that answers your question about who the 80% is. So why change the name of the site to Ellery Wells? It goes back to personal branding, and I'm still a big believer in the fact that everyone does have a personal brand, whether you want one or not, or even know that you need one or know that you have one or not. I don't think you should have a brand that you have to explain for very long. And part of my struggle with empowering the 80% is that it always had required some level of explanation. And brands should be easy to understand. Sure, if you're Coca-Cola, you've been around 100-something years or whatever, you know, that's kind of a household name. You don't really need to explain it. Starve the doubts. That's very easy to understand. Ian, Shay, when you, Jared mentioned Website Academy for you, that's fairly self-explanatory. Internet Business Mastery, that's very self-explanatory, but Empowering 80% wasn't. And over the past year, I've always thought about using my own name. At first, I thought it was kind of not a vain thing, but I think I kind of wanted to distance myself if I needed to. But as soon as I went full-time entrepreneur, I jumped in with both feet. I am the brand. The brand is me. We're completely integrated. There's no separating the two for good, bad, or otherwise. But that's part of the reason why I changed is it needed explanation and people were reading my content and connecting with me without really you know, knowing what that was. And it was just kind of a point of confusion. And then I've had people who knew me outside of my brand and having several conversations with that over the last couple of weeks just to provide consistency, clarity, and really integrate myself with the brand and put that out there. It's a scary thing. But that's why I changed the domain and changed my Twitter handle. And there's other changes coming down the pipe that I'm working on. So, Ellery, what advice do you have for the listeners who are considering rebranding their blog or podcast? Maybe poll your audience. I asked on Facebook a couple of days ago, hey, should I do this? And every single person said, yeah, you should change over to your name instead of Empowered Ellery. So I maybe poll your audience. 
maybe see how people are discovering you. I'm a big analytics guy, so I looked at Google Analytics. I looked at my WordPress stats, and I tried to figure out how people were finding my site. And a very few people were searching for empowering the 80% or even the word empowering. People were searching for my name, and now it's even easier to find people. Ellery Wells. I was having a guy tell me on Facebook just maybe earlier today that I'm the only one in the world, definitely the only one in the United States. So if you search for Ellery Wells, you're not going to get anyone but me. And if you're thinking about doing that, I'd put a lot of thought into it. What kind of message you want to convey, what kind of benefit you want your listeners or your readers or the users of your product to think about. And if it's you, own the fact that it's just you. I tried for a long time to make myself seem bigger, uh, you know, bigger company, bigger blogger, you know, more departments, more phone numbers, more emails. Own the fact that it's just you. And I think that adds a personal touch. So if you are thinking about rebranding, I'd probably err on the side of making it more personal if you have the choice. Okay. Ellery, you are a former corporate guy, but now you're an entrepreneur. You have been transparent about being let go in the past. How did you turn that shift in your life from something that could be perceived as negative into something positive? And what great life lessons have you picked up during those moments? I would say that it's maybe hard to believe this way all the time. You can't always see the end result, but I'm a believer that everything happens for a reason. I always use the analogy of a golf course. I think that God can see all 18 holes. You know, when we step up to the tee box, we can not even always see the end of the hole we're about to tee off on. We can only see a very limited amount. And going through, have it been just mentioned on my show or my blog, or it's coming up, one of the two, you know, I've been laid off, I've been fired, I've changed jobs, I've moved cities to take jobs, and all of those kinds of things. I think the life lesson that anyone would have to take from those types of events is that they happen for a reason. And to use the cliche, just because one door opened doesn't mean, or one door closed doesn't mean that there's not another one that opens, or maybe it's a window to escape out the back. We just... <laughs> I keep going back to that golf course example because I think it's so relevant and I like golf. But, you know, we want to act like we can see all 18 holes of life, but we can really only see part of the hole that we're on. And if you're a person of faith and you pray about it, you just have to pray for wisdom and being calm about a situation and see what you can learn from it. You can't change events, but you can change how you react and change you know, perspective. Hey, I'm going to learn from this and see what the hidden benefit is instead of getting frustrated at something you can't change in the first place. That's a great analogy. I love hearing how you brought that up with golf. I think that's right on. Good job. And it's not just because Jared asked me about playing golf. I use that <laughs> analogy a lot. Just, I really do think it fits. And hopefully the listeners, you know, even if you don't play golf, you can see how the analogy might fit with their life too. Life is just like hating live music. No. <laughs> All right. So, Ellery, what advice do you have for that person who's unemployed or they've actually experienced being let go? That's a perfect question for me and what I'm going through with the rebranding and really finding my purpose. And as a side note to that, I have I've published over 200 blog posts. It's like 120,000 words. And I'm just now really clarifying what my purpose is. But part of that purpose is helping people realize that you need to choose yourself as the person who's the master of their destiny and the architect of their success. If you are going, there's no security in having a job and being an employee. 
as much as you think there is, there really is not. Take it from someone who has been let down by putting their faith in companies several times. There's no security in that. And I want those people who are in that place to say, hey, look, I'm really good at analyzing data or I'm really good at organizing or I'm really fill in the blank, whatever it is. And maybe just maybe you can turn that into a business, start cleaning houses or start doing graphic design on Fiverr. Nick Loper just put out from the Side Hustle show said how he made like 900 bucks from doing activities on Fiverr. I don't know what the math is on that, but there are ways to make money using the talents that you already have and the knowledge that you already have. You just might not know what they are. Before I listened to podcasts, I thought going and getting a job, you know, filling out your resume and submitting something online, I thought that was the only way to live life. I didn't know there were people making business online. I'd never heard of Pat Flynn before, Chris Brogan, didn't know who any of these people were. But if you're in that kind of limbo period between your corporate job, whether you're fired or laid off, just be open to the possibility of putting yourself in the driver's seat and taking control back. Because as soon as you get another J-O-B, you're right back to the same position and you're giving control over to somebody else. I don't like being in that position. So that would be my advice. As a follow-up question to that, did you have any fear that held you back from leaving your last job and doing your own thing full-time? Oh, heck yeah. There's tons. I went to sleep last night looking, I haven't even told Ashley this, I went to sleep just last night thinking, just mentally looking at all of the things that I've tried that haven't worked. And, you know, email campaign or a Twitter, whatever, a Facebook, putting up a picture and nobody liking it, sharing it, whatever, and kind of went to bed depressed. And it's not necessarily a good way to try to get some rest. But, well, this hasn't worked. There has been a ton of doubt. And I asked somebody on my show just a couple weeks ago, you know, can you totally destroy the self-doubt? And she said, yes, I don't agree with that. I don't think you can ever destroy the self-doubt. I think you can starve them, to use the title of the podcast here. I think that's a great analogy. And Jared's story behind it is wonderful. But starving them is what you do. I don't think you can ever kill the doubts. You just have to act in spite of or despite of the doubt that you have. That could be a new podcast, Play Golf with Doubt. (laughs) (laughs) Ellery, you have an excellent article. It's about your greatest success and your greatest failures. So can you elaborate on what it means to seize the day? I sure can. I've been starting, started going to uh, Toastmasters and I was asked about a month ago now, I thought the lady was going to tee up a nice question about Apple computers or something because I'm a big PC guy and I thought it was going to be fun. But she asked me, she says, Ellery, I want you to talk about your greatest success and your greatest failure. And uh, I was stumped. And what came out was, this sounds like I'm bragging, but it was kind of accidental brilliance. And it came out of being in this transitional period. But my greatest success is when I decided that I was going to take control of my future and not give it over to somebody else. I didn't want to just rush back into another corporate job. Now, fortunately, you know, Ashley has a couple jobs that she loves doing echocardiography. And she's able to support the family as I'm ramping up my business. But my greatest success is when I decided to take control. And my greatest failure is when I decided or when I forgot that I was actually the person in control. And that was one article. And you mentioned what seemed like maybe another one. What was the second part of your question, Jared? Well, the second one is if you could elaborate on what it means to seize the day. I know where you got that, too. Uh, <laughs> The reason why I think, Jared, you're asking that question is because I, spoiler alert, I might be launching a second podcast, but one of those is about seizing the day. And 
I think Jared heard this episode. He dug around on my site or saw me accidentally share it to somebody. The idea behind seizing the day is you only seize things that are fleeting, that are here today and gone tomorrow. You wouldn't say, you know, let's go grab the day or, you know, just pick some up at the store. Because if it's always available, you don't have to seize it. There's something inherent about the word seize that you have to grab hold of it. And it was tied to seizing opportunity. And you don't have to just go pick up opportunity at the store. Sometimes opportunities are here for a moment and then they're gone. And whether that's the an idea or starting a business or several different, you know, there's different types of opportunities out there. But we have to have the means to seize them and we have to have the vision to see what that opportunity could become. And the same thing goes with seizing the day. You know, we only have so many minutes in a day. Everybody has the same amount of time. Nobody can. Time travel has yet to be invented. If you're listening to this in the far, far future and, you know, it has been invented, this won't apply to you. But we all have the same amount of time in a day and we really have to seize the only moment in time that we actually have control over is the one we're living in right now. Ellery, you said something recently on Johnny Lee Phillips' podcast that resonated with me, and it was talking about giving people the purity of your attention. Will you just speak to that just for a moment? Sure. We have so many distractions. I mean, sitting here in my office, I have TV. It's not on, but I have a TV on the wall. I've got my phone. I've got two monitors. I've got email. Well, it's closed. There's so many distractions in there. And if you've ever been at a dinner or a lunch or something, and the person spends most of their time head down looking at their phone, it's kind of annoying and it's pretty rude too. But I didn't come up with the quote. I saw it as a signature line of one of my clients' emails. And to reiterate, it says, the greatest gift that you can give someone is the purity of your attention. And I think there's a lot of just on the top level importance there and deeper meaning to it as well. What other gift could you give someone than being in the moment, being completely focused on what that person is not only saying, but what they're feeling, what they're telling you about, whether it's adventures in their life, something that they're struggling with, whatever it is, what else can you give that person other than just complete devoted attention to what they're saying? Not checking your phone, not looking at your watch. I got to be somewhere else. I got to be across town because you listening to that person right now, you are giving them your time, but they're also giving you their time as well. I'm not always good at it. In fact, I'm probably pretty bad depending on the day, checking my phone while we're doing a bunch of other things. But I think it's a fantastic gift that you can give someone to really be focused, in tune to what they're saying and being with them in that moment. Oh, wait, is that my turn? Because I was like looking at my phone. I just totally messed up. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for giving Ellery the purity of your attention, Shay. Yeah, Shay. (laughs) What's that about? (laughs) Hashtag sarcasm. (laughs) You have my undivided attention. Absolutely. Okay, so you write a lot about leadership on your blog. So I have a two-part question for you. What do you tell people? I'm not people good with two-part that... questions, as we've shown. <laughs> you got to. That's why I'm gonna. I'm gonna give you a break. <laughs> what do you That's tell people question. when they are unsure of their leadership abilities, especially if they've never had an opportunity to lead before? I don't know if I have a good answer to that question, Shay. Some people would say everybody's a leader to somebody. I don't know if that's necessarily true other than, well, maybe it is true. Maybe I'm changing my mind right now. We're all good at something. We all have our own skills. We may not know what they are, 
it takes a lot of self-examination to really know what you're good at. And I think that's why so few people do it. But all you really have to do to lead somebody is realize that all they have to do is be behind you. They don't have to be a mile behind you. It could be just a couple steps. You know, if you're listening to this right now, if you're finding yourself in a position where you don't know exactly what to do, you're farther along than somebody. You just might have to look hard to find who that is. And if you're being put into a leadership position, somebody's putting faith in you, whether you've been promoted into it or you just find yourself bubbling up to the top of the group taking charge. And maybe it's just where we go eat. People are putting their faith in you that you're going to make some sort of decision. So I think the first step for that person who finds themselves in a position of questioning their leadership ability, number one, you're probably always going to be questioning your leadership ability. You never want to be the smartest guy in the room. Number two, someone has already put their faith in you, whether it's a spouse, your kids, someone out there says, hey, I'm going to trust what Shay has to say. and I'm going to listen to her. I'm going to do what she suggests, or I'm going to take in her information and filter it through my own experience. But if you're in that kind of position, I think you'll always have those fears. I think you'll always have those questions. Am I really worth following? I think the most successful people are the ones that act, again, in spite of or despite. I don't know if I'm using the right word there, but in spite of those fears. (laughs) Okay, so part two of the question is... Okay, there's part two. Okay, it's coming. Part two's coming. (laughs) All right, so I read that you had on your one of your blog posts said an acronym, D-W-Y-S-Y-W-D. Do what you say you will do. Why is that an important concept to learn? What's the benefit? Yes, do what you say you will do. I just say dwizzywid. (laughs) But to me, that is that ranks right up there with giving someone the purity of your attention when it comes to importance. If you can't be trusted to do what you say you will do, what else can I not trust you with? And to me, and maybe I'm taking it to an extreme, but if you say you're going to meet me at seven, be there at seven. If you're there at 715, that means you're saying your time is more important than my time or what I had planned for our time. And to me, that's one of the first things that I look for when I decide if I'm going to let someone into my, sounds dumb, my inner circle or something. You know, if we're going to be friends and you tell me you're going to do something and you repeatedly miss that, don't do it. I'm going to start taking what you say with with a grain of salt. And I'm going to say, well, they say seven. They're always here at 730. So I'm not going to, eventually I won't even count on you showing up. And as maybe that sounds harsh, but to me, your word is your bond. It's like a handshake. I don't shake a whole lot of hands anymore, but (laughs) if you tell me you're going to do something, Shay, do it. I didn't force you to do it or to say that you're going to do that. But if you tell me you are, I want to be able to count on you. I want to be able to rely on you. And that's where that acronym comes from. I actually got that from a corporate training that I went through. And that was, geez, that was seven No, that was six years ago, and I still remember it, and it holds a lot of meaning to me. So, Dwizzywid, do what you say you will do. That's a big deal for me, and it's a big factor of who I judge as people who I'm going to take advice from, opinions from, and bring into my inner circle of friends. All right. Well, I'll make sure I get back to you. Oh, sorry, Jared. No pressure. I already, Ellery's already asked me to do something. I haven't done it yet. So I've got the pressure on me right now to make sure I get it done tonight. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, I was going to say, let the record show that this podcast started four minutes late. So I feel like we're in the outer circle right now, Shay. Um, <laughs> anyway, Ellery, the next three questions, and this is important that you pay attention to this. The next three questions are different. This is our form of a lightning round. And basically, your response is like you were tweeting. So 144 characters or less. You have to answer this question. You cannot go over that. This is just like a tweet. The question is, what is what's next blogging? 144 characters or less. Go ahead. Step-by-step how-to tutorials to help people get their platform off the ground. Ding, ding, ding. Good answer. 
<laughs> Next. Go ahead, Shay. You started a podcast in the end of 2013. What's the most exciting thing you've learned about having a podcast? You can get access to people for free that you wouldn't be able to pay for otherwise. I think you went oh. over on, care on that tweet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And the last uh, tweet answer or tweet response is, what is the one thing that all entrepreneurs should remember when starting off on this journey that will lead to their success? You have to choose yourself. You have to put yourself in the driver's seat. Boom. Good answers. Absolutely. Thanks. That was your way of telling me I've been long-winded, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> or, or maybe I was testing a new segment and you just judged me harshly. All right, Shay. <laughs> All right, Ellery. So who is doing something that interests you? No pressure. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, everybody. Toastmasters, Toastmasters would be nailing you right now. <laughs> yes, they would. All of your other guests here seem to have like, oh, I got this great answer. You know, I would probably say Johnny Lee Phillips because he is taking action when he doesn't have all of the answers. He's putting a lot of his own personality into things and sticking close to what he's up to. What is the best place for the listeners to learn more about What's Next Blogging and stay connected with you online? whatsnextblogging.com is where I have all of the videos. You can find me also at elleriewells.com. That's E-L-L-O-R-Y-W-E-L-L-S.com. Do you have any final thoughts for the listeners? Sure. My final thought would be nobody's going to come and give you the gift of success. I think I honestly believe that the corporate dream is over, and I think we're at the bud of an entrepreneurial bloom and or boom, whatever the right word is there. And I think we do have to become the masters of our own destiny, the architects of our own success. Nobody's going to do that for you. Nobody's going to come and give you this on a silver platter. We have to take it. So go out there and take it. Ellery, Shane, I really appreciate your time and appreciate you doing what you said you would do by showing up to this podcast. So <laughs> best, wishes, yeah, best wishes to you and what's next blogging and everything over at elleriewells.com. You too. Thank you, Jared. Thank Thanks. you, Shane. like we can see all 18 holes of life, but we can really only see part of the hole that we're on. And if you're a person of faith and you pray about it, you just have to pray for wisdom and being calm about a situation and see what you can learn from it. You can't change events, but you can change how you react and change you know, perspective. Hey, I'm going to learn from this and see what the hidden benefit is instead of getting frustrated at something you can't change in the first place.